Soren to tower. We are ready for takeoff. Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. Whether you're a humanoid, a robot, or an alien passenger, we hope you enjoy your trip along Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. conducting our final systems check. Please stow all carry-on items in the under-seat compartment. For your safety, remain seated with your seatbelt fastened during your flight and watch your children. W, w Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 263 for the week of February 26th, 2012. This week, we're going to look at another Walt Disney World Top 10 as we discuss our Top 10 Attraction Vehicles in the Parks. Not the attractions themselves, but the actual ride vehicles, as in many cases, it's not necessarily where you go, but how you get there that makes an attraction truly special. I'll have more information about upcoming events, including our One More Disney Day broadcast and the WDW Radio Day at the Ballpark, as well as a few other announcements before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. When it comes right down to it, one of the reasons why we all fell in love with Walt Disney World in the first place is because of the attractions. Okay, eventually the food, but go with me here for the point of the segment. So whether it's a classic fairy tale or a Disney film brought to life on a three-dimensional stage upon which we are among its many players, which that actually has a nice familiar ring to it, whether it's a thrilling ride through space, time, or a forbidden mountain, or a scenic journey down a river, on a Caribbean adventure, or to exotic lands, the attractions, because they aren't rides, you know, are the essence of the Disney parks. And while the stories, designs, effects, and of course the cast members make the attractions what they are as a whole, I think for many of them, it's not necessarily the attraction experience that makes it fun, unique, or memorable, but the ride vehicle itself. And so this week, we're going to take a look at our top 10, and then some, attraction vehicles in Walt Disney World. And when you think of top 10s, you probably think of top 37, but then you think of the hook to my Peter Pan, the Barbosa to my Jack Sparrow, the Doofenshmirtz to my Ferb, 
or the Lotso to my buzz. He is, of course, Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine and Guide to the Magic.com. Tim, my friend, welcome back. The hook to your Peter Pan. What was Hook's name before he lost his hand? Jack Sparrow. Ay, ay, ay. At least, at least you were able familiar with with some of those references. <laughs> but you yeah, are like, my... but you are like Lotso. Like you appear to be cute and cuddly and smell like strawberries, but deep down you're a bad guy. Wait, what? I do smell like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your lip gloss. Anyway, listen, <laughs> this um, this is 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 probably not going to be our normal top two hundred and thirteen because you can't. And by that, I mean don't because of the chicken factor experience all of the attractions at Walt Disney World. But I'm, I'm Tim, I believe what? in my heart of hearts that you found at least five that your sensitive constitution can handle. No, we you know what I listening to your introduction, you kind of gave them all away already. So I think we're done. <laughs> well, I will tell you. So Whether it's a ride on a forbidden mountain hint, 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 or well, you know, know what? Yeah. Maybe you'll be surprised Maybe because I, I tried to think a little bit or a lot of bit out of the box on this one. Um, no. No. And when I thought about my top 10 attraction vehicles, I didn't necessarily base my choices on how they look per se, but other like what they do, how they move, what they bring to the attraction experience. How easy it is to nap in them? No, I'm not sure no, you've lost sight. <laughs> Do they have cup holders? I'm not oh, sure. Oh God, my head is in my hand once again. I need to take you to a for a, a, a trip to Walt Disney. Because look, I don't think that you need to have. Uh, you don't necessarily need to have a great ride vehicle to have a great attraction. But some attractions, I think, have and are in and of themselves great attraction vehicles and I'm very curious now based on what you said how similar or dissimilar our list and of course requisite honorable mentions is going to be so in traditional fashion why should we break from it I'm going to let you go first and steal probably my favorite one well I'm I'm sure this is on your list I hesitate to bring it up first because I know you're going to groan and knock it off but I'm going to go to the Swiss Family Treehouse, okay? Because the last time I was there, the week before, I got the sweetest pair of Reeboks with the neon pink shoelaces. I mean, green shoelaces. And they don't, you know the kinds that sparkle at night? I you, really love You them. lost me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's your, that's my ride vehicle on the Swiss Family Treehouse, my shoes. Oh, yeah. Get it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> How quickly you're hitting this. How quickly the go with me button uh, <laughs> needs to be. We need a go with me here sound. And every time it's a go with me here, I'll just play it in the background. It'll be uh, go with I'm, me music. I'm going to get one out. This, I'm, this has to be number one, but I'm getting it out of the way just to make you groan. That's my hint. That's, why you're, going, lots, that's why you're Lotso. Ah, that's you <laughs> strawberry smelling rat. <laughs> We're going doom buggies in the haunted mansion. You ready for this, Tim Foster? Yeah, you didn't have it on your not list. Not on my list. Why? How could you not, not have it? Not on my list. Not on my list. Go ahead. I'll let you I, explain. I, I don't know who you are anymore. 
<laughs> not no, on, there, I, 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 the reason why it's not on my list is because as cool as that vehicle obvious. is, no, not as cool as that vehicle is, it's not necessarily the vehicle itself that embodies the attraction. And maybe as I go through my list, you'll understand sort of the the mindset that I I approach this with. Now, well, you know what? I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to come back to this, but I want to know where you're coming from. So I want to hear what the first one is on your list right now. It's a Swiss Family Treehouse. No. Well, you know, it's the, it's, uh, the Maharaja Jones. Now, you see, I thought that you were going to come right out of the gate with the yeah. one that was f- first and foremost on my list. <clears throat> well, I'm curious now. It is the Wedway People Mover slash Tomorrowland Transit That's Authority. Not, no, see, I knew you were going to no, do wait, just, I knew you were going to do that because next you're going to say the monorail. I no, know it. I know no, it. I'm not. I know. I know. No, I'm not. Let me explain why. I I am able to back up and defend all of my. I don't disagree with you. Three years of law school. This is all I'm able to back up and defend is my is my people. (laughs) (laughs) But here's why. Because it is not about I'm not talking about the ride itself. And as much as I enjoy that scenic views through Tomorrowland and going inside Space Mountain, what I love about the people mover ride vehicle itself are a number of different things. One, the technology. <clears throat> that linear induction technology that was used not just for Walt Disney World, but was, look, it, it also has to deal with Walt's vision of what this was going to be. <clears throat> they originally appeared at the 64, 65 World's Fair as part of the Magic Skyway. And Walt's vision for this was to have this as part of Epcot the city. It was going to be a futuristic transportation system. It was adopted, unfortunately not as widespread as he would have liked, but places like George Bush Airport over in Houston. So it was designed with the future in mind using these, again, these electric linear induction motors. Yes, I love the views of the park, but what makes this vehicle itself and what makes this attraction vehicle number one on my list is the fact that you can ride together as a group. You can face one another. You can talk to one another. I've brought the box. I've broadcast from there. It goes at a nice leisurely seven-mile-an-hour pace. So although it was designed to be a transportation system for the future, I think it has a great sort of group, communal, community-type environment inside the vehicle itself. As you pass by other uh, train cars, you're all waving to one another as you're passing by in the station. And I I think there's a a great sense of, of what... This vehicle represents. It has a touch of Walt in it. It has a touch of the past and the future and how you as a group can enjoy it. Or if you ride solo like me and sneak your popcorn and drink on there, you can sit back, uh, no, relax. On the ride, pal. Uh, I'm sorry, on the attraction. Don't spoil the fantasy. Don't spoil the fantasy. <clears throat> sit back, relax on a nice 71 degree day and enjoy the spectacular views of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Hence and therefore... Walt Disney World Wedway People Mover number one on my top <clears throat> 10 plus ro- attraction vehicle list. But I, can't ride, I, I can't ride backwards. <laughs> so I know. And you're the only person ever to get wet on the People Mover. So now do you understand where I'm coming from as far as the vehicle itself beyond the attraction? 
Let's talk Doom Buggies, my friend. I'm, dude, I'm with you. I let's love a Doom talk, Buggy. Let's talk Omni Mover. Let's talk. We snuggle. Look, we snuggle Doom Buggies. I know it. Shinary ride vehicle. This isn't about the Haunted Mansion. This isn't about the cryptic black half sphere dome thing that wraps around you like a sarcophagus and and and, and takes you into sarcophagus. the sarcophagus. Yeah. Look at you pulling out the SAT word in sarcophagus. This is about a revolutionary way of experiencing an attraction, not a ride, an attraction, as Walt wanted you to see it. This is how you present an attraction as if it were a movie brought to life. This is how you go through an attraction. You see scenes as they were meant to be seen. You see lighting, you see effects, you see uh, uh, timing, things that are timed out perfectly to coincide with you as you're passing by. This is a, this is a ride system that goes far beyond the Haunted Mansion. This is bringing the magic of film to life in a 3D world like you've never experienced before. That's what I'm talking about, my friend. I'm talking a revolutionary ride vehicle, not just about the Haunted Mansion. But in, at the time, and even today, a whole new way to experience the magic. So I, I agree with you, although what you're talking about is the Omnimover system itself. Because you're 100% right. And what I love about and what they discovered with going back to the 64, 65 World's Fair with this sort of Omnimover system was, unlike putting people in a boat or a walkthrough attraction or the Ford Magic Skyway, whatever it was, where people can were free to look around and see whatever they wanted to see, they did take that filmmaking approach. And by putting you in this shell and were able to sort of move you and turn it, they were able to direct what you were focusing on and what you were seeing and blocked out everything else. So in Pirates, you're, you're free to, to look around and see what's going on in 360 degrees. We're here. You're limited to a field of vision that is, you know, 180, 270, whatever it is. And you're right. I like that sort of filmmaking technique, which they use not just in the Haunted Mansion, but all of the mm -hmm. Omnimover type systems. Um, so I'm with you there. I, I, I will. I, I'm totally with you there. And listen, I give lots of love to uh, to my Haunted Mansion. No, and, now, and now I just want to I want to just give something from the living seas so I can say bathyscaphe no, since you use no. sarcophagus. I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. <sighs> All right. Good. <laughs> I, I can see that there's a clamshell motif in all of your... Uh, in, yeah, you know. Do you know what else I loved about the People Mover? Even though it was an opening day attraction, the narration. Mm. Like as long as we're, right, the narration. And you think back to the early ones at Jack Wagner, that distinctive monorail voice of Jack Wagner. You have no idea who Jack Wagner... No. Who's, he was on... Here, uh, trivia question for you. Hospital. Who, in 1985... Yeah. replaced Jack Wagner as the voice or the narrator of the Wedway People Mover. There's a free Dole Whip in it for you. Uh, wait, I gotta go to Google. Don't stop it with the Googling. It Jack Sparrow. No. It was ORAC 1, the commuter computer. That's not real. It, Ooh. What? Sorry. Hey. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Slow down there, Sandman. Here's an, I'll, I'll let you redeem yourself. Stop no. Google. Who was the original sponsor 
of the Wedway People Mover in Walt Disney World? Goodyear. No. Dang. Because about, they did not uh, use, because unlike the World's Fair and Disneyland, they didn't use Goodyear yeah. tires. No, because they used the linear induction system, the Edison Electric Institute. Okay. There you go. Did I redeem myself? No. <laughs> so, but I still want to use Bathyscaphe in a sentence at some point. All right. I'm going to move on to my second of, and I literally only have five on my list and then the honorable mentions. The second one is a classic attraction. It's one of my favorites. Remains one of the most popular attractions in all of Walt Disney World. And like you, the conveyance system itself is unique. It's what makes this attraction special. But even the ride vehicle itself, uh, for me, because when you step into that pirate ship in Peter Pan's flight, you instantly become that seven-year-old boy again. Also, it's unique. Like the Omnimover, like a boat, like whatever it is. Remember, all of your ride vehicles, for the most part, Tim, you're you're pushed or pulled from underneath, right? Yes. Peter Pan's flight has this overhead track, this overhead conveyance system, uh, sort of inspired by uh, a parts moving parts through uh, a factory. So instead of sort of moving parts along the floor, they move them in overhead conveyance system. That's what inspired the ride system for Peter Pan's flight. Again, it has that Omnimover style ramp, just like Haunted Mansion does. But it's charming and it's simple and there is something magical about it. And you do get that sense, unlike any other attraction other than maybe Soren, that you really are flying. And I think it's because you don't have a track below you and you can look down and over the sides down at London and those simple uses of technology that give you that sense of flight. Uh, I, I think those are all the things that continue to... look. Peter Pan has remained almost identical to the way it was on opening day. And I think because of the vehicle and the system and that simple technology continues to remain one of the most popular. Peter Pan's flight, number two on my list. I thought it was because of the pixie dust. Well, that too. What's this rail you're talking about? Uh, no, nothing. No, it's, it's safety. You're maybe. spoiling it for me. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned the... Uh, only other attraction that might give you a sense of flight superior to Peter Pan, because that's where I'm going next. Curse you. Curses, he says. Soren, to, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's odd to call it a ride vehicle, because you're not really going much of anywhere. But the thing that fascinates me most about it is it's, it's how it represents that spark of imagination and innovation that's at the heart of a lot of what Disney's all about. And I'm sure everybody's familiar with the story of how they were trying to conceptualize how they were going to bring this attraction to life and uh, the story about how uh, some toying around with an erector set um, led them down the path to create the the uh, theater system that we all enjoy today. And, um, you know, it is... It is a thrill to go up with your feet dangling below you, hoping your shoes don't run away from you down at the bottom of the of the floor there. But just but just the way it twists and turns and moves and the way it it, it just seems so natural. But to 
realize where it came from and the spark of imagination that led to its creation. Um, as I said, it embodies everything that is unique and innovative and creative about Walt Disney World. One little spark of imagination. I, I, that has a nice ring to it, Tim Foster. I, I think we could make a little ditty out of that. I'm not singing. <laughs> There's a Dole Whip in it for you if you do. Uh, I'll take payment up front and then I'll deliver. Done. All right. I'm going to move on to number three. And again, as much as I love this attraction, I'm talking about the vehicle itself. Or at one point, plural, vehicles. As at one point, there were not one, but two Liberty Square riverboats. I knew it. Uh, well, listen, you I know. I knew it. You're cheating. I'm not. You're cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm a You're nostalgic. Right. I'm a sentimental guy. <sighs> I enjoy the simple pleasures of Walt Disney World. <sighs> a 400-passenger sternwheel paddle boat built at, well, they built this thing by hand, man, and some tools. Right on Walt Disney World property. Like they built it right there. It has a boiler room that actually takes the water from the rivers of America and turns it into steam, paddles that, that boat. And when I said that it was one of two, the original, of course, was the Admiral Joe Fowler, which we know was damaged back in 1980. The second one was named the, come on, Richard F. Irvine. Nice. <laughs> you have no idea what, no. I do. All right. 1996, they changed the name Richard F. Irvine to the Liberty Bell. But now the Admiral Joe Fowler and the Richard F. Irvine are what? Come on. No. They... Very important people. There was one difference between the Admiral Joe Fowler and the Richard F. Irvine that you could notice just by looking at them. What was it? One was blue. <laughs> God help us and save us. One was taller. No, well, no. The Liberty Bell, the Irvine has only one smokestack, and the Fowler has two. Had two. No way. Way. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. Do you know this was a D-ticket attraction when it opened? No. Do you also know it was not an opening day attraction? Yes. What day did it open? The next day. <laughs> That's a really good guess. <laughs> but anyway, going back to, to it, look... It's, I hate these impromptu <laughs> trivia quizzes, you know. What I love about it is it is a real working paddle boat. You know, they did build it right there. Uh, it, it's got all the elements of that sort of 1870s, uh, you know, uh, old style Mississippi paddle wheeler. I love the narration that goes along with it. I love being able to walk around and talk to the people that, that are working to keep this boiler working and they love sharing their stories and if you're really lucky tim foster yeah talk to a cast member whispering talk to a mm -hmm. cast member and mm -hmm. see if they'll let you and or your child go yeah. up and steer the liberty square riverboat they'll let you steer the liberty barrel and get a really cool certificate you can't well, always do it it's not available to everybody but you want to try something a little bit special, if there's an opportunity to, it is really neat. And, uh, you know, going through, walking through, seeing the cat. I mean, they, they build such a great story around this as well. You can see the captain's quarters. You can see a lot of authentic details tying this back to 
Mark Twain and and you know old Mississippi, uh, you know sort of the Robert Fulton paddle wheelers, uh, all those things combined together, the beautiful brass and the heavy rope and and the boiler room downstairs, really make this. Obviously, since there's only one now, a very unique, very beautiful attraction vehicle, Liberty Bell Riverboat. Why it's number three. And it ties into Americana, American history, man. There's a lot to be learned on this boat. Like what? I was going to do my half (laughs) twain, Mark four. How did Mark Twain get his name? What? The what? (laughs) See, you don't like it either. <laughs> no, but please favor us with the answer, Mr. I maintain. I don't know. I maintain that's cheating, though. But and I'm I'm shocked you're not going to have the monorail on your list somewhere because this is feeding right into your. It is. It is on my honorable mention list. You said there were no honorable mentions. No, no. I said there will be honorable mentions. Just uh, not thirty of them. Uh, well, there's only what 200 rides in the whole park, oh, 200 attractions in the in the park, so can't go too nuts. Uh, where am I going to go next? Let's see. Uh, we mentioned clamshells. Here it comes. But that's too simple. I'm going to go into what this this is a, a ride vehicle that I really like. I enjoy it. I enjoy the detail of it. I I, I enjoy the um, the experience of being, well, sometimes I enjoy the experience of being on it because I'm talking about the space capsules of Mission Space. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a big, this is a bold step for you. This is bold. Now, I'm sure this will not surprise anybody when I tell you that I am all about the green mission. That's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing. Now, I, I did do the, the, the orange one. I survived, actually. Most, um, just so you know, most guests actually do. Sur- what, survive? Survive, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I got through it without, you know, Weeping losing my cookies or having to sit down for a half an hour and collect myself and, <laughs> and everything else. But, but for me, it still was one of those... You have to collect yourself after the flying carpets of Aladdin. So your threshold for weeping I can't, after a I can't ride that anymore. <laughs> after we all rode that and, and, and your daughter got a hold of the, the the control stick and started up and dipping. and Just be thankful that you weren't there during the five-year anniversary celebration where a yeah. group of grown men sang a whole new world while riding it. It would have tainted your experience forever. You guys know that other people in the park right yes most of which went to guest relations quickly thereafter demanding their money back (laughs) now well the the ride experience aside which is a whole other story which is a whole other show but if especially if you take part in the green mission you can actually look around you and appreciate the detail that went into the construction of the interior of the capsule, I mean, the part you're looking at, the part that um, is your spaceship on your journey to Mars. And so even before you lift off, um, you take a few moments to look around and, and appreciate the detail that went into the creation of the capsule, the, the switches, the, the lights, the buttons. Um, 
the little notations of what everything is. See how many of them you can figure out to what they actually mean. I can't figure out any of them. Um, but it's it is it's just amazing the detail that went into it. And that's not even to mention the technology that's behind the whole thing of um, the million, uh, you might know the exact number, but the millions of dollars spent on developing this ride vehicle that even astronauts have said mimics spaceflight better than anything they've ever been on, short of the space shuttle itself. And like I said, I'll take their word for it, having only done that once. I'll stick with the just tilt me up and jant down a little gently, blow a little air in my face, and I'm fine. But um, I'm well aware that there's a sick bag there, and I don't tilt want to know anything more about gently it. gently and blow air in my face. It sounds like you're being swaddled like a baby. <laughs> you are. Well, it's like a – it's like a – it's like a – I feel like a 2001 Space Odyssey cocoon, like the, a, the star child being reborn as I lift off into the vast – inkiness of outer space painted with soft dapplings of brilliant white stars Dude, this is what i usually 70s call it. Not, the 70s were not good to you were they man uh, no <laughs> i was a kid in the 70s but um no it's, it's an amazing ride tech technologically speaking but even beyond that just another example of the incredible amount of detail that Disney puts into everything. And and by the way, I, apparently, me being the engineer, I tell I apologize to everybody that I ever ride with. It's always my fault that we crash somehow because it's somehow me pushing a button and next thing we know, the red lights are going off and we're zooming in for the crash landing. So well, I don't know what it is I'm doing. I'm trying to hit the right buttons. But. I have always had a question about this attraction which plagues me to this day. Do they really do anything? No. Yeah. So you're you you build this attraction you you build this thing and you're you're going to Mars and you got Gary Sinise from the stand he's your Capcom why, why did you land there no why do they build a landing site on a canyon's edge like is was there no other place on Mars were they doing it for the view why would you build it right there was there too much other development by the Wawa? Like, you, could you, do you have to build around it? I Universal own the rest? I don't know. Oh, no. Look at you. I don't know. That's a good question. Definitely. You could probably answer that. Your it's kind just of question so they can make things. things go horribly wrong. and, and you know. It's all Gary Sinise's fault. Perhaps. All right. I'm going to move on to my next. I actually did have, by the way, I had Soren <laughs> on my list. Soren was number four. Well, expand upon it, because I know there's probably much more detail. No, I, I agreed. Believe it or not, I actually agreed with everything that you oh. said. Um, I do love the story about Mark Sumner, the Imagineer, who over Thanksgiving weekend literally goes into his attic, pulls out his old director set. Director set kids were these things, these pieces of... Anyway, it was like Lincoln Logs, but with metal. Anyway, he pulls this set down. Is that on Xbox or PlayStation? What was <laughs> yeah. that on? It's a Connect. You can get a Connect Erector set. And he comes up with this concept, which was obviously simple enough in design that he could build it out of those things, but truly is an engineering marvel. The way that they create these three tiers. It's a multi-sensory experience in that it tilts, it pitches, it rolls, it yaws, but they also pump out the smells and look you can't tell me that when you smell those orange groves or you smell the pine needles or that ocean water 
it's it's a transformative experience. You believe that you are in flight, and I think there is nothing like that in the world. People say, oh, when are they going to upgrade soaring? They should make it soaring over Florida, soaring over America, soaring over Uzbekistan. Why? Like, why? It's still arguably... It's still arguably the most or probably the second most popular attraction in all of Walt Disney World, possibly just behind Toy Story Mania. And whether you've been on it for the first time or your hundredth time, you look, you, you get you put your feet on the ground and people applaud. They're smiling. They're crying. The theme music. There is something majestic about that attraction and that ride system. And look, they can upgrade it with a simple change out of the film and programming of that ride system, which makes it on my list, which part of the reason why I put it on my list is how easily upgradable it is. And so it was number four. Uh, it almost bumped up above the Liberty Square Riverboat, but I was in an, an, a nostalgic Magic Kingdom kind of mood when I was making my list. As I Well, if they upgrade it, maybe they'll take out the upside down part. I can't handle that. <laughs> What's your favorite scene? What's your favorite part of Soren that just makes you, whether it's the music, the visuals, um, whatever it is? No, no, like, it, it is the um, twilight as you're going over the ocean. Yeah. And look, the way... I mean, there's, there's, there's obvious, you know, like, a, that, that one always... You just want to take a big... <gasps> and relax. Yeah. It is. There, there is something... Uh, again, like I said, it, it, there's something very transformative uh, about that attraction. So all the cares in the world disappear when you are lifted up. Plus, you got Putty. You got Putty. David Putty is doing the narration in the pre-show. That right there makes it a, a top 10 attraction. Probably my favorite safety spiel in all of Walt Disney World. There's another top 10. <laughs> top 10 safety spiels? Sa- top 10 safety instructional spiels. Hang on to your hats and glasses, kids, because you know that's going to be on the list. All right, let's move <laughs> on to what is now going to be my number four A, since I also included Soren. Uh, Tim, you've probably never seen, been on, or even heard of this very popular attraction, uh, which exists it, in both Disneyland and in Walt Disney World. The Matterhorn. Under two completely different names and com- completely ooh. different experiences. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wait. I'm not talking about It's a Small World. I'm instead talking about Countdown to Extinction slash Dinosaur uh, slash Indiana Jones in Disneyland. Do you want to know something? You've never been on it. No, you sit. You better sit down. Are you sitting down? You. I know. Well, usually lying down when you do this, but are you sitting down right now? <laughs> I am. Right on, right on top of my two telephone books, as always. Dinosaur, one of my favorites. And I actually have been on Indiana Jones as well. I don't know who you are or what you've done with Tim Foster, I but I want there, him back. <laughs> see? There you go. I, I, I live to surprise. Do you, uh, do you ride with your eyes open or closed? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, someone your, your said there's a is dinosaur definite. on there somewhere. but That's fine. You and I riding dinosaur, and I'm buying the photo at the end. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, the one where I'm always ducking and that would be it. You will be, yes, you'll be cuddled. You'll be nuzzled up into my shoulder blade and I'll have claw marks. Top 10 Tim and Lou souvenir. (laughs) There's a, there's a charity. In in our next (laughs) celebrations year end. Spectacular. (laughs) 
All right. So look, you've been on it. You you know that uh, unlike the simplicity of a dune buggy or a water-based mm-hmm. attraction, these enhanced motion vehicles, these time rovers, are part you know ride vehicles, part car, part simulator, part time machine. You built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Um, it, it's the Way. ride system. The, the thing that's amazing, Tim, is that you wouldn't guess that the floor of the attraction is completely flat. But you get the feeling that you're going over rocks and mountains and up and down hills and you're sort of pitching and rolling because there's six axes. axes? Axes. You're the engineer, man. Well, there's, it moves a lot. And, uh, I it, work with them. I'm not one of them. It's mounted onto the base, but the way your ride vehicle moves and the way this is programmed uh, makes it such an amazing experience. Again, like Soren, it's something that's easily randomized or upgradable or changeable if they want to do that. And although the track layout is exactly the same as it is in Dinosaur on the East Coast and Indiana Jones on the West Coast, they feel like two completely different attractions, not just because of the show buildings and the theming and the story, but the way your ride vehicle moves, because of the sensations that you get when you screech to a halt, when you back up, when you go left, when you go right, and you go through those different scenes. Uh, Those enhanced motion vehicles, again, leaps forward technology-wise, it makes that attraction, it makes both of those attractions what they are. Uh, The fact that they're upgradable, the fact that they're programmable, the fact that they could be used in a lot of different scenarios um, instantly put that one on my list as well. I agree. Yeah, but go left, go right. Don't you mean lurch left and rocket to the right and slam down? And Do you have your Roger's thesaurus out? Is that what you're... You've no, got your Encyclopedia I'm, Britannica I'm, I'm and merely, your... Merely saying you may have may have understated the ride experience. All right, of, Shakespeare, uh, we'll which move is on pain. to your number five. I will five. tell you. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. No, I will, I will tell you that I love the ride, actually, believe it or not, but it is painful. For you could have just let us. it go. You could have let it go and kept your man card. Move on. I, I lost that a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not sure if they ever gave you one. All right. I'm especially going to lose it by, well, that, let's say I talk about the whimsy of the honeypot or the charm <laughs> of Dumbo fly, the flying Look at elf. you throwing in extras. Look at you mm-hmm. sneaking them in. The clamshells of the living sea. Very reminiscent of, can we say, Horizon? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. You just threw four in there. You're learning, my young Padawan. <laughs> I mean, I remember the, 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 the mine cars in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which <coughs> can't wait for the new ones. That is going That's to cheating. Be. That's cheating. We can't really put that into the, in the list yet because they don't exist. Right, but you've yeah. snuck it in, which but is good. Which is good. Snuck it in. A little different motion, a little new thing going on. Very excited to see how it's going to be. So what actually is your fifth one? Dancing around, not really having a next one in mind. So you so. don't. Okay. So that well, that's fine. You sort of included your honorable mention list as but, you know first this year charm a bit. Can you can you beat the honeypots? Yes. Yes. Do you yeah. want sheer charm? Give me your whims most whimsical, charming 
vehicle. You are not. You are not going to be able to knock. You're going to talk about charm. You're going to talk about simplicity. You're going Mm -hmm. to talk about all those things. Mm -hmm. You are not going to be able to refute the one that I will put sort of first on my honorable mention list. I'm going to try. If you do, you'll be Mm -hmm. insulting Walt Disney. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I would think what are you we speak, the Walt Disney World Railroad. Now you can't see that's cheating. Oh, that is out. cheating. <laughs> cheating. <laughs> cheating. That's the ride. You can't. No, 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 no. no, no. You not. set your own rules up for this. Hold on a second. The yes. ride vehicles themselves have a history that is unparalleled, save for one other attraction, which I'll mention. Its connection to Walt Disney, the avid, avid railroad enthusiast, right? Carolwood Pacific in his backyard. Yes. Him, Roger Brogy, come on. Yes. Right? Yes. But they purchase these trains, these locomotives in Mexico and the Yucatan Peninsula. Train cars that were built as early as 1925, right? They bring them up to Tampa. They strip them down to the bare nuts and bolts and rebuild them by hand. They use their hands the way they did back in the 1920s. They repainted them. And tools. They used a couple of, they had a tool. One, it was all their hands and a single wrench that they shared. They had a a pocket knife. But, you know, they, they completely rebuilt uh, the, the tenders and created these, the, the new cabs. Uh, I mean, there was heart and soul that went into this. And again, tying back into Walt Disney. And, I, and I'm, I'm being somewhat overdramatic, but I'm not. Because, look, that's why a train encircles every Disney park. It also ties into the story of Main Street USA. But that's beside the fact you've got the Walter Disney, the Lily Bell, the Brogy, the, Rod, the, the Roy O. Disney um, again, trains that go back to the 1910s, they've operated every single day that the park has been opened for 40 plus years. It's an integral part of the opening ceremony. It's what welcomes you in. It's the first attraction that you see. But the vehicles themselves, we're talking about the attraction vehicles, have a, uh, a real hi- history of sort of uh, American history and railroad history. They've got a history to Walt Disney, a history that goes back to Disneyland and opening day of uh, Walt Disney World. Mickey's Birthday Land Express, my man. Come on. The Walt Disney World locomotives, not the railroad attraction, the locomotives. I I will put the locomotives up against the honeypots every single day and twice on Sundays. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm talking. You in terms don't call of, shenanigans on the railroad, man. You will have an uprising at your house. What's that? Don't. I'm call not. Sh- nothing against the railroad. I'm talking that the whimsical charm of the animation <sighs> the aspect steam, of. Are you kidding? Disney. The steam. Wait, the honeypot is basically a, a pretty simple ride vehicle. See, now, now you're I, now I love I love when it sort of moves in the rain, rain, rain scene. I dig that. Richard Sherman, I love you, brother. But you've got the sound of that train whistle and the bell as you hear it coming around into the station. 
There's, but that is the attraction. No, this is, this it's is the, the does the vehicle make the sound or is there a soundtrack that is playing? In Winnie the Pooh, there is a soundtrack that's playing. There are special effects that make that vehicle do what it does. The railroad can drive down I-4 and still be as but quaint that's my and point. charming. See, that's the, it is the attraction. Now, you got to talk about the monorail. I will. It's on my honorable mention list. But you can't list. put it on your honorable mention list. This is the granddaddy of all attractions that the only However, attraction. I'm going to play And I'm lawyer. not diminishing this. The attraction <laughs> is the vehicle. You gonna, see what I'm saying? I'm going to play I'm lawyer. I'm talking about the other things that. The vehicle is the conveyance that takes you into this wonderful, magical new world. And now, technically speaking, technically uh, speaking, I know you see. Listen, I have to put my dad's, you know, the money that he spent for me to go to law school to good use. It was on my list. (laughs) That's not fair. We did. We did in the past on the show, the seven wonders of Walt Disney World, things that in and of themselves were, in fact, true wonders of Disney. And the monorail was on that list. Sure. And I define it as, you know, yes, it, it's it's like a ride outside the park. However, technically speaking, you will not find that on any park map as listed as an attraction. It is a transportation system, much like a bus, much like a piece of watercraft. I think, yes, it helps to define what Walt Disney World is, but on paper... It is not really an attraction. Now, to us, it, it is. It is in Disneyland. It is to us. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But I still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick by my railroad. And now I'm gonna defend the railroad. Well, to the this end. again, this is you making up the rules and not telling me about them. So I come off looking I like so the mean need, one who I said so the train's want to terrible. Hear you know, lots which of, is not, which is not. Lots of hugging bear. All right. All right. <laughs> Lotto, I, I do have. Um, I do want to mention a couple of other quick ones. Then uh, I was actually going to move another one up, possibly on the list, because as we talk about attraction vehicles, the technology, the upgradability, one that actually was just upgraded, sort of uh, evidencing how well it can be done, was Star Tours. Those those motion simulators, the best three dimensional motion simulator experience I think anywhere could be found at Star Tours. Since the enhancement with the audio, the visuals, the 3D is incredibly crisp and clear for getting the storylines, just what you see in there, the tech, the flight simulator technology that they use to create these attraction vehicles, um, a far leap forward from the original Star Tours, from the old Body Wars, from anything else you'll find anywhere else. I think Star Tours uh, very much fits on there. Sticking with your Omnimover system, I think Buzz yeah. Lightyear. I think Buzz Lightyear belongs on the list, I, because of and it belongs on the list. Uh, again, devil's advocate here, possibly even over other Omnimover systems because you have control of it, and because it's an interactive experience where you control the laser cannons. And I actually love the ones in Disneyland where you can pick them up and move them around uh, as you see fit. They're not attached to the ride vehicles. I got to tell you, I, I disagree with your statement. And I'm not trying to be a contrary, but I, see, I think that the 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 essence of the Omni Mover system, especially as it is in Haunted Mansion, is what we talked about. It's it's allowing the Imagineers to 
bring you into the world that, that they control and you can see what they want you to see and effects are timed appropriately and you see what you see. If you move it around yourself, it's... Right, well, it's a know, different... Really, I, I agree with you. I think as an Omnimover so system goes... it's different. I, 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 that's why because I it's a game. Because right, here it's, it's a game kind of, kind of thing. The, there's the, it's not about story. It's about playing this game against sort of a right. three-dimensional game. So it's, so it's a different animal. Right. And I must say, the first time I did the Disneyland one, I couldn't figure out how to use that stupid <laughs> cannon and I got... A thousand points. Wow. Well, my tricks work. A couple of the quick mentions. Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, not because of the three dimensions, but again, because it's, it has a screen built in. It's, it's interactive. It tracks your score uh, right there in your ride vehicle is what I like. Tower of Terror, again, engineering marvel being pushed up and pulled down. The randomization makes it a different experience every time. I'm going to lump together... Ellen's Energy Adventure, former El- formerly Ellen's Energy Crisis, and the great movie ride. Again, great technology using so many people, such heavy cars along that tiny eighth-inch, quarter-inch guide wire embedded in the floor is brilliant. Well, allow me to throw one in before you get to it, because I'm sure you will. Because you're gonna, I got to throw a few in there. So, I, if you don't have this on, shame on us for not mentioning the Jungle Cruise. Not on my list. Not on your list. How could we not say the Jungle Cruise? Because it's only supposed to be top ten. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, there was a boat named Zelda for crying out loud. Zambezi Zelda. Amazon Annie. Yep. She owes me money. Anyway. (laughs) Back to you. I'm I'm going to mention two carousels. Ooh. Oh. Oh. I'll see that one. Listen, it's always going to be Cinderella's carousel. It's not King Arthur Regal, whatever. It's not Prince Charming's carousel. It's Cinderella's. It's the oldest attraction. Individual ride vehicle for individual ride vehicle because of the collectability of these horses. Probably the most expensive ride vehicles. Probably valued at $150,000 to $200,000 for each horse. They're hand-carved. Great history as far as where they came from, going back to Detroit and New Jersey, the details, the stories behind them. Beautiful, beautiful attraction in and of itself, just taken on its face. Um, that Liberty Carousel, one of only two that exists in the world, uh, is and, absolutely beautiful. And, and you Cinderella, can Cinderella's horse is the one with the ribbon on the head. <laughs> I am saying nothing. The other carousel is the Carousel of Progress. I knew that's I'm going to that's brilliant. It is. It's you are you are a stone cold genius. Come here and give me a hug, man. Listen, it's unique. Walt's hand is is on that attraction. His name is should always remain there. It's got Walt. It's got the history of the World's Fair. There's nothing else like it in the world. And I hope that attraction stays there forever. Yeah, right on. There you go. I'm going to make a quick mention of my favorite extinct ride vehicles. Wait, let, let me guess one. Do it. Well, we mentioned it. Do you put Horizons in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Choose your All own right. ending. Woo-hoo. Come on, a touch screen. Choose your own ending. George McGinnis, you're brilliant. Um, <laughs> the Plaza Swan Boats. It's a TTA uh, on water. The Skyway. Simple. But you've got to, you've got to, you have got, if you mention ride vehicles, my friend, you Uh, cannot 
nor shall I let us go on without saying, Captain Nemo and his 20,000 leagues oh. under the sea. James Mason. I know it wasn't James Mason. It was him in the film. It was Pete Renaday in the attraction. But I just want to do my James Mason impression, which was awful. I'm sorry. The 20... Dude, when are you going to do it? I just... Oh. I, dude, I totally bought into the fact that the sub was going underwater, that you went to Volcania and the, the octopus and the squid and the Atlantis and the mermaids. I loved it. And again, I know it was tough to get in and tough to get out of, but it was beautiful and they were made by hand and just just the history behind it um, was one of my, that was the attraction that it was the dad. Can we buy one more e-ticket from the little kiosk across the way to ride 20,000 leagues one more time? That was my way. Dad, please, can we do it again before we leave? <clears throat> attraction. I have, a, I have a funny story for you. Well, I, I, it's probably not that funny, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, I remember riding that when I was a young lad. But, you know, it's a distant memory as it is for all of us. Now, when we went to Disneyland, and I, for those of you who don't know, I was out there for the first time um, over the summer. Took my daughter, who obviously is never seen 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea as an attraction, much less the film. I don't think she's ever seen that either. Um, we're working on it. We're working on it. Movie night at Tim Foster's house. It'll be like Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000. But uh, we did get a chance to partake of the, the Nemo subs, um, you know, refurb, you know, now in their Nemo phase, but still same same basic experience. And we got in there, um, wrote it, she came out. She loved it so much. In fact, she said she, the seas with Nemo and friends will never, will never be anything close to what she experienced now being in Disneyland with that ride experience. So, um, so even in a different time, in a different place, that experience of being inside the sub, going underwater and all is still something that you will never forget. Even, even kids today get it. It's not all about virtual reality and the. It's the, not. Yeah. So. The yeah. Simplicity. simplicity. They get it too. So. And so, Tim, I will tell you that one of my favorite, most sentimental, yet still not on display, collectibles that I have, because I don't know what to do with it, is I actually have a an actual porthole from a Walt Disney World Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea submarine. Somebody. Wow. What's what? When you look at it, what do you see? I see James Mason and Atlantis and Rurapente. I see Rurapente, but what I no. what I see is that it's still sitting in my garage because my visions of either putting it on a coffee table or hanging it on my wall have not come to pass as yet, but that's it's a piece of Walt Disney World history. It's a piece of an attraction that I enjoyed as a child. And so I want to leave you, Tim Foster, and more importantly, yeah. Tim, I want to leave the listeners with a question and the question is this and I want you to come to this week's show visit www.radio.com click on this week's podcast link and leave it in the comment section I would love to see how this discussion goes see what people choose because if you could own one attraction vehicle and put it in your house what would it be now operative word there it needs to fit in your house. So I think the riverboat, monorail, probably off the list. Pretty much every one you mentioned. No. Off the list. No, no, no. Because I could find a way to put a 
you know, a dinosaur vehicle in my garage. Um, <laughs> it's not like a 53 Chevy, but it's similar. Listen, they had a Peter Pan's flight ride vehicle at the D23 Expo a couple of years ago. If I had 40 G's to, to blow on a ride vehicle and extra money to pay for my divorce, I probably would have bought it. But what is the vehicle that you would own? And what is it about it? Is it the looks? Is it the history? Is it your love of the attraction? And I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I want you to comment too. I want to hear Tim first from the listeners. And you can think about it as well. No, I know mine. I want the monorail in my living room so I don't have to drive to work anymore. I would love to see how you'd wing that. Um, <laughs> but Hey, if they can build Soren out of an erector set, wait and see what I can do with can, some popsicles and some chewing gum. I once bid on a monorail on eBay. I told, really? my, I told my dad a quick story. I told my dad about um, stuff going up on eBay. and This was years and years ago. And we were down at his, uh, down in Florida with them. And he said, oh, pull it up, whatever. And the top bid was like $15,000. The reserve hadn't been met. I said, yeah, this has been on you know, time and time again. They never meet the reserve. This thing hasn't been sold. It was the front car of Monorail Red, uh, one of the old Mark IV monorails. He's like, come on, put a bid in on it. I'm like, what are you, nuts? He said, come on, it'll be fun. Just put a bid in on it. He goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Well, it'll, be, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll cover it for you. And so, <laughs> and so we put a bid in for $30,000 and one cent. Oh no. And for like four days, it was the high bid. And you were sweating. And I'm sweating. And I didn't <laughs> even want to tell my wife, who, again, she's very understanding. But I think there would have been a limit because we were living in a townhouse at that point. And then fortunately, somebody outbid us. It still didn't meet the reserve. My dad's like, that was so cool. We bid on a monorail. Like, you can say forever that we bid on a monorail. And yeah, simple joys of, of, bidding on uh, stuff with your dad so what could have been what could have been um and if i win the powerball i am going to get a peter pan's flight ride vehicle although that may not necessarily be the attraction that i would pick again i want to hear from the listeners what they think what attraction vehicle would you buy and put in your house and what is it is it your love of the attraction the looks the history whatever it may be come to this week's show notes over at wdwradio.com and while you're thinking about it you can go over and visit celebrationspress.com because there you can not only order back issues of Celebrations Magazine, you can subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. And if you love how it looks when you're going to um, to beat down Tim Foster's front door because of uh, he's lots of the bear and his hatred of the Walt Disney World Railroad, you can thank him for making I it look as beautiful. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you can thank Tim. I, look, just so everyone knows, I... Love the railroad. Right. You I just don't like young whistle. children. Anyway. I love the clickety clack of the. <laughs> I, I'm crying now. I'm weeping. Do you love. If you could see your, me, I'm visibly weeping. Do your right. feet hurt from backpedaling so fast? Wow. That, <laughs> but your anyway, arms listen. Are throwing me under the bus so much? Listen. Um, I, I, I say this as a Disney fan first. I love when my <laughs> Celebrations magazine comes in the mail. Uh, again, because fortunately, Tim and I don't write all the articles. We've got so many awesome contributors uh, that put so much into it. Great work on so many different uh, areas. And there's history and there's trivia and there's Disney films and, and planning and everything else that goes into it. If you haven't checked it out, please come by and visit celebrationspress.com. And also visit GuideToTheMagic.com. You may not know that, you know, in his former life, Tim, and his current life, wrote a lot of different books about Walt Disney World. He's got his Guide to the Magic for Kids, which is, I still that, say is a misnomer. A, that, where kid. you go too far, that's the only one right now. What? 
So wait, my other ones are collector's items? Your other ones are collector's items. Guys, get my porthole. Kids in its new edition, but feverishly at work on new versions of the autograph book, lost journals, and the other goodies. Nice. But you'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. My guys at the magic my new version. still love Guide to the Magic. Out. So. It's pretty. Like it's Tim pretty. Foster, it's pretty. And you can find it at guidetothemagic.com. Tim, these are always fun. Uh, <laughs> always a uh, an exciting adventure. Much like going on Dinosaur, it's always an exciting adventure with lots of twists and turns. I uh, I appreciate you joining me, and I look forward to, uh, to to nuzzling with you on the attraction of your choice next time we're down <laughs> in the park. And just like Dinosaur, I had my eyes closed the whole time we were recording this. And just like Tower of Terror, there's lots of ups and downs, and there, you never nope. know what to end. <laughs> and just like the Carousel of Progress, it goes round and round. I've never always making progress. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Don't forget that I want to hear from you. Leave your thoughts on your favorite attraction vehicles at Walt Disney World or Disneyland if you like. Visit the show notes over at show 263. Visit www.radio.com. Click on the podcast link. Click on the show notes there. Share your comments. Love to hear your thoughts about your favorite attraction vehicles. Let me start off with a big, quick congratulations to everybody on the WDW Radio running team and all runners, walkers, supporters, and yes, volunteers for Disney's Royal Family 5K and the Princess Half Marathon this past weekend. Great job to everybody who participated Great job to Disney and Run Disney once again on putting on a really fun, spectacular event. If you are thinking about running or if you are a runner, please come and join the WDW Radio running team. We would love to have you on board. All we ask for is a commitment to help raise money for the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Whether it is your first time running or you are a seasoned runner, if you've never done it before, that's okay. There's lots of fun things coming up ahead, including events like the Tower of Terror, 10-Miler, the Wine and Dine, and of course, in January, the 5K, Half, Full, and Goofy for Marathon Weekend in 2013. And listen, if you never thought you could run, join me and we'll do the 5K together. There's lots of help and training going on. You can find out more information by visiting wdwradio.com slash running. Also, while you're on the site, don't forget to check the WDW Radio blog. There's lots going on there. A lot of great contributors contributing content every single day. There's also discussion forums, polls, contests, and lots more. Also, I want to thank all of you who came by either in person to the River Roost Lounge or watched in the box for the broadcast this past Wednesday night with Yeehaw Bob. Had a great time doing the news there and staying for the entire show with Bob. He was a lot of fun. You guys were as well. It was great for me to be able to share that experience with you. Also, remember, every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we have the WDW Newscast where you can watch and chat live in the box about this week's Walt Disney World news. And then we stay on, have some fun either chatting in the box or watching wherever we may be in the parks. You can visit WDWRadioLive.com for more information as well. Speaking about upcoming broadcasts and events, I will be at the One More Disney Day event on February 29th, not for the full 24 hours, but I will be doing a live newscast, again, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern from the Tomorrowland Terrace seating area. So if you're going to be in the parks that day, 
Please stop by and say hi during the broadcast, or if you can't be in Walt Disney World, you can watch and chat live in the box over at www.radiolive.com. Speaking of upcoming events, I've been thinking and talking about uh, having some fun with all of you for a while at a venue and experience I think a lot of Walt Disney World visitors overlook. So on Saturday, March 10th, we're going to spend a day at the ballpark. The Atlanta Braves spring training is back at Walt Disney World at the beautiful ESPN Wide World of Sports venue. And we thought it would be fun to spend the day at the ballpark with our members of the WW Radio family. And if you're listening, you are part of our family. We thought we'd maybe go out, get some seats on the lawn, have a picnic out there, make it an afternoon of fun friends bring the entire family out again the game is saturday march 10th 2012 the atlanta braves will be hosting the new york yankees the game starts at 105 p.m we're going to arrive probably on the lawn about 11:30 or so uh, please note you do need to purchase tickets to the event via Ticketmaster. Uh, again we are not getting individual seats we're going to get lawn seats so we can all sort of get around uh, and gather out there on the lawn together uh, you can get those via Ticketmaster. If you visit wdwradio.com slash events, you'll find a link to the Day at the Ballpark page and a link to where you can get seats right from there. They're about $25 per person, uh, but again, you do have to have tickets for everybody. All the information is right on there. Also, stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook. It's twitter.com slash or facebook.com slash for any sort of updates uh, on those events as well couple other quick uh, reminders. Don't forget, I want to hear from you. I love having the show be interactive. Please call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Or email me at lou at wdwradio.com if you have a question you want answered on the show. Again, don't forget about the live broadcast every Wednesday night. Come by also the discussion forums as well. Also, don't forget, speaking of events, how could I have forgotten... The WDW Radio Cruise is coming up November 4th through the 8th, 2012. Four nights on the Disney Dream. Again, really looking forward to uh, our second cruise like this. And, of course, I just announced a couple of weeks ago our very, very special guest, Richard M. Sherman of the Sherman Brothers, is going to be joining us to share his stories, his music, and lots more. For more information, to get a no-obligation quote, there are still lots of cabins available. You can go and visit wdwradiocruise.com. Don't forget to, to order back issues or subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. Visit celebrationspress.com. Again, some exciting news coming from there very soon as well. Big thanks to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel. Look, if you're going to Disney World, Disneyland, on the cruise with us, and again, you got to book as part of the group in order to take part in everything that Richard Sherman's going to be doing with us, you got to visit mousefantravel.com. Again, it's not only the great agents that give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you, but it's that level of personal service that really is their hallmark. When you're coming to Walt Disney World, maybe you want to bring the entire extended family. Bring mom and dad and grandma, grandpa, maybe even your cousins. Maybe you want something a little bit larger, like a seven-bedroom home with private pools, spas, kitchen, master bedrooms, and lots more. Visit our friends over at allstarvacationhomes.com. And if you want to stay right in the heart of Walt Disney World, I was just at the Swan and Dolphin this past weekend. Didn't get to stay in the heavenly beds, but I did get to enjoy... Some of the great dining there, like Kimonos, Bluzu, Shula's, and Il Molino. They've got a great Mandara spa there as well. You can visit them over at swananddolphin.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, and again, seeing so many and meeting so many new friends this past weekend at the Disney Princess Half Marathon event really uh, made that, really drove that home for me this weekend as well. 
All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening or share links on Facebook, Google+, or Pinterest, wherever it may be. And please come by, rate, and review the show over in iTunes as well. And always remember that the secret to making your dreams come true and doing what you love every single day because life is too short and that's what you should be doing is taking those first steps, working at it every day, hard, and always keep moving forward. Thank you all so very much again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. I wake up every day feeling like it's Christmas because you let me share my passion with you. So until next time, remember always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Sarah calling from Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I had the carrot cake cookie today for the first time ever. And um, I think it was you that I heard about it um, from. And I just wanted to say that it was completely delightful. So um, <clears throat> I hope you're having a good day. Um, and I think about you every time I'm here. Um, and so I always wonder now that you live in Florida if I'm going to bump into you while I'm here. Who knows? Anyway, I also think about you every time I eat in the park. So you know it. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Nathan Ehlers. I uh, just was wanting to call and cover a few things in a voicemail that's long overdue. Uh, first, I am a uh, new addition to the WDW radio blog and proud to be about that. I just submitted my first uh, article in a new series called Hidden Mickey's Find Your Magic, and I hope to uh, make that a huge hit. Uh, just in case this gets aired, if anybody's interested and has read my uh, new blog series, you can email me at hidden.mickeys.wdwradio at gmail.com with any submissions or uh, inquiries about that. And I hope for that to be a huge hit in the uh, WDW Radio blog fan base. I'm very excited about that. Second, I just wanted to tell you, Lou, and everybody that joins your show week to week, uh, they're doing a fantastic job, and you guys always keep me entertained and uh, hopeful with Disney. Uh, you've been a very big inspiration to me in pursuing long put off dreams and, uh, and passions of mine, and thanks to a recent trip to Walt Disney World October 1st last year for my daughter's fifth birthday, it seemed to be the last piece of the puzzle among many including your show and all your inspirations to me uh, that helped me pursue my passion to discover what I was really meant to do. And hopefully by doing this for WDW Radio, that is a, a good step in the right direction. And hopefully one day I'll have a career with Disney doing Imagineering or something similar to that because I have lots of, uh, lots of passion and goals behind my, my push here to get things going in that direction. So... Again, I just wanted to thank you and everybody involved, and uh, thanks again. I really appreciate all, appreciate it all. You have a magical week. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Angie. Um, I'm calling from upstate New York. Me and my boyfriend started listening to your show last year in March when we booked our first trip to Walt Disney World as a couple traveling alone without our parents. Um, and now we listen to it every week. It's our little escape to Walt Disney World. Um, I just want to let you know that since we started listening to your show, we heard about the app Slimes um, from PouringPlans.com, and we bought it for our trip in September last year. 
and it really helped us out because we had originally planned out our vacation according to the extra magic hours, and then once we saw that the days that we were going to certain parks were going to be very crowded, we changed the park that we were going to that day and ended up going to the park that lines recommended, and we ended up saving a lot of time, able to ride like many of the attractions that we wanted to ride without much weight at all. And we were also able to relax for the first time in Walt Disney World because of that. So I wanted to thank you for recommending that, and I would recommend that to anybody else who's planning a trip in the future. So thanks for your show, and we're going to keep listening. Hey, Lou, it's Jamie from Chicago. Today is Saturday, February 11th, and I was just calling today to wish you a happy five-year anniversary on WDW Radio. You've done an excellent job the past five years with the site and the chats and the events and the dream team and everything. So from me and Kayla in the back seat here, we want to wish you a happy anniversary. Bye. Happy anniversary, Lou. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to meeting you, hopefully in May, when I come down for my um, contest trip. And, oh, now she wants to say happy anniversary. And um, both of us and my mom are looking forward to the cruise in November. So have a great day today in the Magic Kingdom. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to join you in the box because we're out and about today. Um but hopefully the next one I will be back in the box and have a great day today. Um looking forward to hearing all about it through all my Disney friends that are down there today and you via Facebook and Twitter. That's the way I keep in touch when I can't get to the computer um, on my phone. So, um, again, congratulations, happy anniversary, and I'm looking forward to the next five years with you and the WDW radio family. So happy to be a part of this family. It's a great community. Love you guys. Love you, Lou. Keep up the great work. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah.